0: Da, 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 da. You sound insane. Do you realize that?
1: Oh, yeah. The whole got it's showtime.
0: This is long awaited and much anticipated. Yeah. And uh we've said that on numerous occasions on the show, but this might be the most long awaited.
2: Yeah. In my perspective, in my opinion. This is gonna be a fun one. I'm excited to talk this movie with you guys, and I think. I think the listener is excited to have us talk about it because it's been pretty i put out an instagram post and then we got a lot of good buzz back from that and anytime we those are all bots Brian. i know that's true so i should, I should stop paying for followers russians but, uh, these russian <laughs> models are super pumped no about, they really like us though
1: yeah they <laughs> no, really I know. like no us. i'm they're dating a couple okay. of them all i mean right. i sure. mean i haven't met them yet but it's, like we're it's in an real, online like, relationship those are, yeah those are they're real totally people. real um my buddy mantai said it works out great <laughs>
0: So all that being said, this is, <laughs> this is our podcast on Rob Schneider's The Animal. <laughs> Which have you believe waiting? It's about waiting?
2: time, man. 15 year anniversary.
0: Waiting yeah. for Daily since it uh, came out oh, for gosh. us to break it all down. We, we should, should do it. Frame an by frame. We should do an episode on The Animal. We should do a commentary. So this movie. And Deuce Big I think well. we're going to probably focus on one, but maybe kind of okay. discuss the others in passing. Sure. If you will. Uh. Alien. two is
2: de- two is definitely worth its own show at some point i think yeah, I think so, too. so this episode is going to be titled alien mm-hmm. but if we
0: mention the other ones in passing just be forewarned also be forewarned no spoiler alerts coming yeah this movie came out 30 40 plus years ago <laughs> yeah uh, i think we're past the point of spoiling it for anybody and if you haven't seen it go watch it now yeah turn this freaking podcast <laughs> off. yeah i it, I understand it because we're so fun to listen to and, <laughs> right, and people just love just our personalities. Our they just want to be a part of our lives uh-huh. and know everything about us. So that's why they listen to our show, regardless of whether they've seen or are even interested in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's just the vibe but we have and the connection that we have. I will suggest, see the freaking movie before you listen. Always. Because I'm not going to be that guy that spoils it for you. Yeah. So this one has been, I guess, discussed for a while. We never had an excuse to do it. And uh, this year, sequel, one of the sequels to this is coming out, Alien Covenant, as it was officially called. And some might know it as Prometheus 2, to a certain extent. Uh, It's the next installment of Alien that we've been waiting for since Prometheus came out. And uh, so, all in due time, here we are to talk the original, the one that started it all, Alien, directed by Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. So... Where do you guys fall on being fans of this? I got to tell you, I did purchase the, and I'm holding it right here. I, of course, we're not on camera right now, but I have this Alien Anthology mm-hmm. book set. That is cool. That uh, has all the Alien movies, if all you the bonus it on discs, Channel 8, you can see. And it's got kind of some art. Yeah, if you're watching on uh, Animal Planet HD. <laughs> <laughs> HD, by the way. So thank yeah. you to those people. Yeah. A, we
1: used to do this bit on the show, uh where we talk we would pretend like we had a simulcast on Animal Clip Pen HD, and H D until we got an email in of a guy that couldn't find it, that wasn't on his on demand, and we're yeah. like, Oh, we feel really bad.
0: Feel we misled enough. somebody. It was always a different station every time too. It's like this week we're on Speed Network. <laughs> Sorry. Speed. Sorry if you're watching <laughs> racing right now, but we're gonna come and do our We're radio on show.
2: Versus. Yeah.
0: This week on Versus. Uh, but I have this Alien Anthology Blu-ray set. It's a Great huge set. recommend for anyone who yeah, likes awesome. these movies. I haven't seen that
1: in person before.
0: It's got all of the Alien 1, 2, and 3, and then um, Alien Resurrection, I think, as well on here. It doesn't have Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> so I've
2: never looked at that one, though,
0: because why would you watch that And then <laughs> it's got these making of Alien documentaries yeah. and Alien Anthology archives with deleted scenes and concept art. And it is totally, I think it was $40 maybe for yeah. all of them and they're all completely restored in blu-ray quality and it's worth every penny. If you're a fan of any of these, but uh, I believe this, yeah, it does. The 79 one on the blu-ray has the theatrical uh, release of the movie yeah. and then it has the 2003 director's cut. Mm-hmm. And I watched the director's cut, uh, preparing, prep, uh, preparing myself for this episode. But in my preparations, he says, really Scott comes on the screen. He says, you know, uh, I released this movie in 1979. I didn't really know what I was doing. A lot of the times, you know, I've gone back and kind of seen some things that I could have changed, but (laughs) I will say I was, I'm completely happy with the movie that came out in 1979. And if I do add anything in this director's cut, it's only because I want the fans to see like an extra 10 minutes or a little extra scene. It's not because I wanted to change the original movie, which I think that was very cool to to do and important to say, I have nothing against the original movie. Right. Like George Lucas said, no, that wasn't the movie I
2: wanted to release. Right. Like how, yeah. that's such a sham. Yeah. It's a bad bit. It's a bad way to go about it. Yeah. And the and But that's not what happened. <laughs> the <laughs> genesis of this was they found essentially a, like a trunk full of film in a vault in London mm-hmm. in like the late nineties. And at that point we're like, Oh, there's all these extra scenes that we didn't really know about or had forgotten about. And uh-huh. so that at that point,
0: Looking for an excuse to get him
2: out there. Yeah, well that news got out pretty quick and fans were calling for extended cut and stuff. But I've always appreciated this, these movies have crazy in a good way. Yes, like yes. Super yeah. passionate crazy fans. Yeah. Scott kind of did the same thing with Blade Runner of you know, I have a Blu-ray edition of Blade Runner that I think has five versions mm-hmm. of the film. Yeah, he loves um, that. Kingdom it. Kingdom of Heaven, the same way. Yeah, in Brazil. Brazil. Brazil, yeah. Uh, Terry Gilliam Terry puts, Gilliam, like, yeah. he
0: put every single version right. of it on there.
2: I love that. Like, same with E.T. Spielberg you, did that for E.T. Right. He put the original on if, there. If you, I think with Blade Runner, Ridley Scott was a little more... Towards the the Lucas side of things, of like that wasn't quite what I wanted to do, and this is this would be my official cut. But the you know the point is he put all of them out there. To where if you love the original yeah. theatrical cut, that's what you can watch and and enjoy and appreciate, and then the other versions are out there as well. That's what should have happened with Star Wars a long time ago. And um, but I, I've always I think Ridley Scott has a mm. bit of a better mm. grasp on the reality of filmmaking sometimes or the, the
0: reality oh. of what a fan feels yeah.
2: when you uh-huh.
0: if you put something out that like what kind of message that could send yeah so all that to say if you do get the blu-ray set you can watch either version yeah. and uh they're both there available for you so that is cool that is cool i really appreciate that um where do you guys fall on alien uh i know like brian for example for superhero movies you're a big x-men guy yeah uh, for sci-fi i know you're into star wars but where does this rank in f- as far as the sci-fi franchises um lately i have been really getting into star trek mm-hmm. but i think alien covenant might bring me back to alien because i really liked prometheus i'm a fan of alien yeah but i'm not a it's I'm not it's not of my like i like blade runner a lot more I like star wars a lot more there are sci-fi movies that i would hold above alien but i think alien is super solid but um this has all the properties that it could really win me over. And I could see myself Uh becoming a huge fan of the series, depending on where it goes from here. It really did sour in the nineties and Uh early Uh two thousands with resurrection and AVP and all that. Um, Yeah. It could have, it could have really done itself a good service by just doing alien and aliens and then nothing until Mm. Prometheus essentially. So,
2: yeah, I think as a franchise, it's not, I'm not as high on the franchise element as I am maybe on Star Wars or even Star Trek or some of the others, but this movie in particular. Yeah. I I love this movie. This is a, this is a perfect movie to me. And it, it, um, it crosses genre lines so well because really this is a horror movie that is shown through the guise of science fiction mm-hmm. essentially. I mean this is like a this is a haunted house movie totally done to In space. Yeah, in space, done to, you know, the perfect extreme. Um I if 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 I'm making the, you know, the kind of the royalty the sci fi royalty, this is Absolutely in that class. It's Star Wars, it's Alien, it's Blade Runner, and then there I, you know, there's other things that I'm not thinking of at the moment, but this is this is one of the first if somebody mentions classic science fiction or great science fiction, this is one of the first movies almost, that comes to it's mind. It's almost the first thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean for me, Star Wars is always gonna be number one in pretty much any list, but this is the this is such a great movie. And Aliens is a great movie as well. I prefer this one to Aliens, even though I think Aliens has a, a bigger uh, a bigger fan base is a little bit more, was slightly better critically, made a little more money. Seems to be the one that people go back to more often for some reason. But I think this is this is a, to me this is a perfect movie. And and I any excuse I get to watch this one, I'm I'm totally in. Even though um, you know, as as we as has been well documented, I don't like horror movies. This one is done. With such flair and such uh, attention to detail and again through a medium that I that I really like and it it works for me so on it's such level. simplicity too it's a yeah it's so it's man it's so well done and every kind of every aspect of it to me works in conjunction with uh, with the setting and the themes and Man, I, I love this movie, Richard. How about you? What's your so yeah?
1: Story? So I saw Aliens uh, as a teen or Alien as a teenager. Um, I think I saw Alien and Aliens the same night at a uh-huh. uh, like a friend's house or something. I think Blake Brown's house. Kent. not huh? Um, and uh, yeah, no. I I can say this is I love I love these movies. I don't watch them very often. They freak me out, man. Uh-huh. They they authentically scare me and uh. uh the, the, the thing I like about it is also the reason that I don't watch it that often is that the stakes are so high as opposed to a lot of science fiction where maybe you just get hit with a laser and fall down. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this, it's like something burst out of your chest or you're stuck into, I mean, just the violence of the reality of it mm-hmm. makes it great and makes it unique and makes it, but it also freaks.
2: Right. Does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I am, I am a child and need to see just people fall down after being hit by a laser. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love these, and I think they're – it's so cool, because I think even the Fincher one is pretty good. It's so cool that these three directors made movies in this in this series to me.
0: Sure, yeah. It's amazing how well um, Jim, James Cameron took over this um, mm-hmm. and with Aliens, and how genius it is for a sequel of Alien – to be called aliens. So yeah. Let's just add the plural eyes right. because one alien was terrifying. Right now there are Gosh. multiple ones. Yeah. And so that's just like, Oh no, you know, yeah. I love that. And, uh, it, again, if, if they hadn't just completely given up on these after alien three, after that, didn't,
2: that yeah. wasn't well, in was the long of, gap between aliens and alien
0: three too. Right. That's what like I mean. Eight, it, eight years. As long as like it took time. forever to even get alien three. And then when it sucked, like, okay, we're done with this. Just mm-hmm. make them, you know, Put them out in January or whatever yeah. sequels we do do resurrection's or, awful but and uh we shall see but something this movie doesn't really hold up well on is the technology and the screens and everything <laughs> It's a lot of buttons it's really that that's something Star Wars didn't really try to do too much of was the uh-huh. was the uh we're gonna show the screens and computers and digital technology and all that Star Wars really was just all about like, yeah. like lights and knobs and switches instead right. of um I mean that really doesn't hold up. That's the only basically the only part of this movie that doesn't hold up is the actual technology of that, but you could maybe believe it that if this was taking place in 1979 that's what the technology would have been like. So if you look at it from the perspective of this is not in the future or anything like that mm-hmm. that just happened in the past, it would work. Like if it happened during this time.
2: Yeah, you sense. know what I I appreciate about the technology aspect of it as well is that the it looks this. I mean, we're we're watching a salvage crew, so you would assume that their technology, their ships are not that. They're right. not this the is highest tech. Ship. You yeah, know, it's, it's not great stuff compared to what's out there. Mm-hmm. And I love how kind of it. I, I'm sure for 1979, this looks super advanced and technologically sound and whatnot. But it, I think there's also an element of of kind of griminess and grunginess to it. And that works. So I love when a science fiction movie pulls that off. Rogue one did that really well of bringing back some of the, the grime, uh, that, that, you know, a crappy old ship would have in the outer sectors of, of the star Wars universe. I loved that element of, of rogue one. And that kind of has the same feel here when you can, you can pull that off and make it clear that this is not the, the best of the best technologically. I love that. I think that that makes it a cooler experience. It kind of puts it them in to the set. Yeah. It
0: adds some makes it a more hostile situation, right? Uh-huh. If they're dealing with basically MS DOS machine
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: in in here. Yeah. But I like the reveal of Ash too, right. To be not of this earth or Super to creepy. be an Android yeah. and everything. You never really know that, but Again, this is a simple movie. They are on a course back home. They have mined, I guess, a planet or whatever for ore. They're and they're, they're actually a, carrying a ship in this okay. one, yeah. Well, they're on a mining in a cargo type uh-huh. scenario. They're on their way home, and then, oops, our ship has found a signal, so we have to go back and see what the heck this signal uh-huh. was. Uh something I never understood about that is why why can't they just say okay, we're approaching the planet. This is where it came from. Oh, this is where it came from. All right, now we know. All right, let's go back home. Mm. Why do they have to go land, get out, walk around, that whole thing? Um, That's what I never understood. Like, you're just asking for trouble.
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. But that's, I mean, that's their assignment. Their mission is now, like, the the ship wakes them up and tells them they have to go and Mm -hmm. figure out what's going on with this signal. Mm -hmm. I think the idea is... It could be somebody who's in distress and we've got to bring these people back home, you know, or something like that. But in reality, it's the company, the Wayland company is selling them out and forcing them to go into the worst possible situation.
0: That's always a, it's tough to, tough to come to terms with when you don't matter, but maybe the bottom line is more important than uh, your health or well-being. Well, the Whalen company is creepy too. They do go into more of that um, Mm -hmm. with... They go more into that in Prometheus and the others. Um, there's no dialogue, basically, in the first seven minutes of the no. movie, which is uh, it's a space always something thing. People I like admire. To yeah,
1: Establish the quiet of space.
0: Yeah. They mention Zeta Reticuli, which is an alien, uh, I guess, lore has always been kind of a target right. place for where aliens would live or have lived or have uh-huh. received signals in that area before. So they kind of try to ground at least the existence of the aliens right. in some sort of scientific reality or something that people who study it, UFOs would recognize. So I appreciate that. Also, Brian, part of this, part of the reason they have to go back is because if they don't follow the orders, they lose shares in the company. Right. Because right. they were given shares in the company as part of going on this mission. huh and uh, they lose all that. Basically, they don't get their payday if they don't do this. Right. So they really have everything to lose when it comes to that.
1: Economic imperative. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, the ship actually landing is is a cool sequence, and I like how they harken back to that in Prometheus, kind of Yeah. juxtapose that or parallel that.
2: I need and to watch Prometheus. It's been a while. You're going to have to before the next yeah, one. Yeah, I'll get but, through all these movies before Alien there is Alien in. I, I'm with you, Ken. I really like Prometheus. I think sometimes we're the only two that like, I like it, it. It has, has a lot of plot like... holes. I understand that. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of stuff
0: you can tear apart with it as uh-huh. far as why would anyone take their helmet off when there's... Right.
2: It's very flawed, you know, but I enjoyed the movie still. I
0: think it's a very entertaining, and there was parts of it... I think I mentioned it before, like the actual engineers themselves. Mm-hmm. The, like where humans came from. I thought it gave me the chills like yeah. in the movie. But that
2: final 20 when minutes, when you see the engineer
0: and you yeah. see what we were kind of modeled after uh-huh. humankind, it's just like, it gives you the creeps, you know, yeah. because wow. Anyway, I think there's some good stuff in, in that. But as far as this goes, uh, this is much more simple. They mm-hmm. get down to the thing. They discover, I guess the egg, um, the egg cocoon. If you want to call it that. Sure where the face hugger lives. Yeah. Right. And the face hugger jumps onto the crew member and is stuck there forever. And the first kind of scene we get that involves any kind of alien, Mm -hmm. this movie is called alien is them operating or trying to get the face hugger off of the victim. And I really enjoy that because it's basically a, there's that, there's that, Wall of glass between the people that are safe and the people that are in the presence of the aliens. So uh-huh. there's always that, um, that dilemma of we can't do anything to help. If it were to go awry, we're behind glass, right? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to witness these horrible things happening. I really like that. Man, the facehugger themselves are so creepy. They're so yes, creepy, it's yeah. like a bug, alien, yeah. fish, crab.
2: It's Gosh. like the culmination of every nightmare that I've That's had. It, like right. spider, one hundred percent. You know, H.R. Geiger is a genius. He's twisted, probably, and uh, there might he's, be he's might the the something concept wrong artist, with his brain. You should say, yeah, yeah, the concept artist who has you can Google his stuff. He's been in, in a lot. He's, his stuff has been designed for a lot of different uh, movies and and whatnot. And he's inc- he was incredible. Um, interestingly, yeah. to me, the face was originally supposed to be green. Uh, and then when they, you know, they built this little prototype and they basically were like, this looks so creepy without the paint that we're just going to leave it as is. it's so creepy. It is really? it's super creepy. And to this day, when he, when Geiger came over, gosh, it's so the, the idea I'm asideing my aside, but having the blood from the face hugger be acid is such a cool trick yeah. because it, it complicates this whole story. Like now you can't just shoot the alien. You've yeah. got to figure out how to, get it out Yeah, because it'll destroy the ship it's such that's such a great note and that was added kind of that was, i believe that was added by by uh ridley scott that wasn't in the original script but uh to finish my the when uh hr geiger came over here uh from europe to you know consult on this he brought with him this concept art and the concept art got uh confiscated at customs and held for a while, because they were so disturbed oh, wow. by the look of the face hugger, by like what it was. That, yeah, um, somebody one of the was harboring these. Yeah, in the one of the producers somewhere. had to go to, to LAX essentially and go to customs and be like, "Look, it's just a, <laughs> this guy. Just you know, drew some pictures. It's all it is. It's for a movie." Um, but I think that tells you a lot about you know the creepiness of this movie forty years later. How well that holds up.
0: Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy-glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com mad. That's blueapron.com mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash That's ZipRecruiter dot com slash mad one more time try it for free go to com slash mad thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the mad about movies podcast also the facehugger when it when it attaches himself to it they say oh it's either feeding him oxygen it's basically keeping him alive so yeah. we run the chance of killing him anyway if we take the thing off. So uh-huh. what do you do in that situation? Yeah. Do you leave it on or do you take it yeah. off? It's like somebody who has a sword stuck in them. <laughs> like, well, yeah. if we pull it
2: out, you'll definitely bleed, bleed out. out. But <laughs> you still have yeah. a sword
0: stuck in you. Right. Like, what do you do at, at that yeah. point? Well, there's no hospital around anywhere.
2: Yeah, you know? and this it, the movie moves so fast that you don't ever yeah. get to a point... Like, if, if, if this stretches for... 10 minutes more, maybe you get, you get to a point where you're like, Hey guys, you got to get this thing off yeah. his face, right? Like we've got to figure yeah. this out. Yeah. But basically almost immediately by the time you get to that point, it's come off of him already on its own yep. and, and it you know, dies. The or next whatever. level yeah. uh, of awfulness <laughs> is about to take place. It's, I kind of forget that. I think in a, I think if this movie is made in 2017 or maybe 2015 or whatever, that stretches out for 25 extra minutes and it becomes, it loses some of, yeah, it becomes tedious and it loses some of the the tension of what's happening.
0: Like they're so concerned that that's the only creepy part that we're just going to harken on that as much as you can. And
2: yeah, yeah, Not really move out. on. Well, I mean, can't you just, can't you imagine that in 2014 they make this movie and we got to spend 20 minutes talking about? Oh, I don't know if it's the right thing to do to uh-huh, you know, yeah. preserve this this alien life. They or, overthink it. it. All this, yeah, exactly. Stop overthinking it. It's creepy as crap, and then the next creepy thing happens right afterwards, and so it just moves it's such so briskly paced. Yeah, and when the face hugger
0: actually man gets off, insane. And uh, oh yeah, the the production design in this can't be overstated enough of uh, the actual look and feel of the ship, the Nostromo and uh, the camera work and, mm-hmm. and the steady cam and everything works really well here. It is like a haunted house. I never thought of it like a haunted house movie before, yeah. but with the creepy hallways and dark places and places, you know, that uh, the crew is going to be, it's, it really works from that perspective. But so the face hugger drops off and I guess the guy's just like, Yeah, I'm cool. I don't remember anything, but right. I'm cool. Yeah. And then they have that what they quote in here. Uh, I think the scene is actually called The Last Supper. Right? <laughs> it's just like everybody's eating, having a good old and yeah. time, and then all hell breaks loose out of nowhere. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, first time I saw yeah. this, that's unforgettable that yeah, scene. That me. scene
2: is will stick with you. Yeah. So what what happened was
1: I just don't hugger. understand, Brian,
2: how you can love this and just be out on somebody. This
1: is yeah. so much scarier than most I know, I know.
2: Be. I think it's messed this, up. It's, it's like the one. sci-fi element of it because I a I like sci-fi, and B, it's less... Less likely to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not as scared of an alien Z-Morph attacking me in 120 years <sighs> than I am of, I don't know, a crazy person with a chainsaw or something. I gotcha. Well, well that was is a huge emphasis on this movie. It's definitely way. creepy. It's chainsaw Mass.
0: So the hugger itself. We guess the point of it was I'm basically impregnating you yeah. by yeah. yeah. You're you're a host for my. Mm-hmm. Your body is basically a host for my future kid or my fetus, right? Or, and,
2: and making a point to have it be John Hurt, a guy instead of. Maybe uh-huh. not Sigourney Weaver, but uh, what's the other lady's name? I can't remember. Patricia Clarkson or something yeah. like that. Uh, to put, having Patricia Cartwright, having her be the vessel for Maybe it's more than expected that way. Yeah, it totally is. It's, and I, I think they did that on purpose to make that, to make it more um, upsetting to a traditional, the traditional audience that yeah. watches these types of movies, which is, you know. I don't know. It was more upsetting to me
0: in Prometheus when Numir Pass had to, basically give herself a c-section right with the same scenario but in 2012
2: in 1979 i think they very purposefully made john hurt the first one to be um brutally murdered and and in such an awful fashion because to try to flip that the traditional horror movie you know some dumb blonde gets killed first oh i see i see what you're saying
0: yeah that's true what worked better for you what's creepier more i think the prometheus one is way creepier the
2: Prometheus
0: one because she is doing it to herself.
2: Yeah, yeah, that one. That's a terrifying sequence. And again, it's been a, it's been a while since I've watched that one. The body thing, I think that works. Yeah. On a visceral level, maybe more so than than Prometheus is this Prometheus. Maybe from a from like kind of a mental standpoint, what you're saying, kind of like she's doing. She's this laying to on herself. the operating so, table. Yeah, is cutting it out of herself. But yeah. the when that thing is there a name for that thing i know we have face hugger i don't know if there's a name for xenomorph the... you said it okay but i, I didn't know baby a, the baby xenomorph when that thing bursts out of his chest yeah that is a horrifying uh and then the way it skitters right. off it's like, too. It's like oh my gosh yeah. when it, it starts so when it horrifying. starts like yelling yeah, yeah it's like yeah. yeah it's great.
0: and the way it skitters off is kind of funny to me it just goes in like a straight it's line a quick like
2: Beep! yeah
0: yeah, but man, that the creeps, way it runs away know. is creepy because you're like, well, guess that thing's yeah, running yeah. around somewhere. Big gulps,
2: huh? Yeah. <laughs> and
0: there's nothing you can do. Yeah. You, no, it's yeah. just, it could be anywhere at any Gosh. point, you know? Yeah. I never understood how, and I think they mention it in here, how the thing stays alive because they mention it. He's got to have a, the atmosphere. They yeah. don't understand how it adjusted itself to our atmosphere so fast. Mm and two the nutritional requirements for a creature like that is probably ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's why I think the Ash refers to it as like the perfect uh perfect species or something at one point. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah. when they when he's kind of taunting them. Yeah. Um is I
0: think in re- I kind of some kind of explanation for that. Well, we know why it was the perfect species. In Prometheus they yeah. explain that it's humans and the aliens that meld together, which was what made the aliens what they were right right right. but it was a combination of the cross DNA uh-huh. colonization of the two that uh, if New Riposte basically had never been there to become the <laughs> the mama <laughs> yeah that uh, maybe the aliens wouldn't have it was the engineers mixed with the aliens is what yeah, made the, the DNA essentially. Yeah, yeah the people's DNA so that's creepy man Ugh, I don't yeah. even know what to, <laughs> to think about yeah that. um the, the fact that they have the cat too here mm. And they use the cat both for Jones. humor and to uh, kind of scare you too. When you think the alien's going to uh-huh. jump out, the cat actually jumps out. Yeah. I think Ridley Scott said that that represents him.
2: Okay. The sense. cat is yeah. him
0: in the kind of overseeing everything yeah. and just kind of an innocent bystander watching it. Um, that's funny. He cool and good, good inclusion. And then we get to Ash where they have to kind of kill Ash
2: and they're cutting his head off or whatever, yeah. but he's still half alive. That's a creepy scene. Like it's, yeah. it's not, it kind of gets overlooked for me, at least I overlook it because so much of the alien stuff is really terrifying, yeah. but in, in some ways that might be the most <laughs> yeah, it's so humanoid. Yeah. yeah. You have no hint that he's not a human. And really, Scott does such a, that was an addition to the script and the, the screenwriter was not happy about it either. Cause Daniel, o- Oh, Daniel Bannon's is a screenwriter who seems like kind of the worst human, but it, regardless, um, when that starts to, when you see the, the, the white blood trickling down and you're like, what's happening here. And then, you know, from there crazy stuff continues to happen with it. And the, and the, the beating that Ash takes before they finally put him out of commission is it's really affecting and creepy and maybe again, maybe more so than, than a lot of the alien stuff.
0: Well, when that happens, we get the reveal. They ask Ash what his prime directive was from Wayland. And he says, priority one, find new life. Yeah. All other priorities, um, I guess interchangeable or excusable. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's no point. The only point he was out there was to find aliens. And if he did, who cares who dies? Right. I need to get the alien back yeah. to the U S right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh again, when you're thinking about what's more important to my life or this alien, I would think you would think your life would be more important. <laughs> to a cor- cor- but again, that shows corporate greed and kind right. of commentary on right. industrialization and exploration and all that. Yeah. Um, Crazy. But the air of realism to it, when they are like dissecting the face hugger, yeah. mm-hmm. they can tell they like dissected a, Pig or something Gosh, and put in yeah. his gut so that
2: actually has actual organic, yeah. like, Man, organs and everything. The practical elements on this are so good, yeah. It's like, makes you pine for these sort of days when we're watching other yeah. movies that aren't aren't using the practical. It's all computers bags. now. If yeah. this was
0: made now, in terms of uh, where this movie kind of paves its own path, you mentioned it earlier, but what it ends up being is. Ripley ends up being the hero or heroine and this is a female total female empowerment like right. saving the day saving yeah. herself saving yeah. humanity and when Ripley goes around with the flamethrower it's so freaking badass oh, to, to see awesome. her just torching everything is such a cool setup scene moment and uh I don't think it could have been any more mm-hmm. like empowering
2: yeah than it was absolutely I mean she's one of the iconic uh, heroes in film. Yep, uh, and that's that's that is a list that is male dominated, and <laughs> she sits wherever she sits, somewhere in the top ten, probably. Um, she's she's incredible. It's enough to create her own franchise
0: mm-hmm. out of just her right. character. You yeah, know, it's uh, it's that awesome. And yeah. They do do that, and it's a great choice in Aliens to have her with the the walker and everything, mm-hmm. or the uh, what do they call it, the Mover, no, not the
2: mover. I can't remember, it's been a while since I've seen it. I used to have the toy of that orange Same. yellow thing, yeah,
0: and I had the Ripley figure in there. And I was walking around, <laughs> that was a cool.
2: I don't know why I had
0: action figures of aliens when I was little because it's, it's a rated R movie. I know, I did I had Terminator though. and alien action yeah. figures. I didn't even really know what they
1: were, but someone had them, and
0: yeah, they were cool. Yeah, the, more like anything else, uh, you really can you can take this series anywhere. I mean, think about yeah. how many different kinds of aliens you can come up with that yeah. are all kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know, like in the toy industry, I mean, it's just like between predator and that yeah. I mean, there's a yeah, hundred yeah. different aliens Gosh. you can collect. And like, if you want to get into this, this is one of the best sci-fi wormholes to go down. Like as a collector and, uh-huh. and all that, yeah. um, they've definitely made, they've got their marketing out of this. and I'm sure it'll be even more intense with covenant, but mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of skeptical of Covenant, you know? Like, I wanted to kind of throw back to this and kind of make its own path, but I'm yep. skeptical it'll just be like, I, I understand Ridley's on a good tear right now. Oh, yeah. He's been doing good work lately. The
2: Martian really reinvigorated. Right. Yeah.
0: But this could just be a throwaway. Like, I'm scared that it's just going to be, oh, we need to make another alien.
2: They we're going to have Neil, Neil Blomkamp do He's one. He's still doing one, sort of. <laughs> like, it still is listed as a... You know, an in-process productions. I I don't know. I don't know how it was
0: going to be a Ripley prequel or something. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Diant Word as yeah, <laughs> with um, Chappy as
2: gosh. <laughs> gosh, gosh. Uh, so that's I mean, that's still out there. That still could be a thing. I hope not. I think I my I think the 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 floor for Alien Covenant is Prometheus, which is like a B B plus to me. So I, I really think that's, I, I hope anyway. That's as low as we're gonna go. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. My, my caution towards Alien Covenant is the cast, not Danny McBride. Story and, yeah, Danny McBride and <laughs> what's that girl's name? Catherine Waterston. <laughs> yeah, who just was such a beating in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Um. And there's another somebody else and Franco. You never know what you're gonna get with Franco and Fassbender's in it. Yeah, David's well, back. That should help because Fassbender brings up. Pretty much anything. No, I I think the setting. I think it's the right time for an alien movie. The trailer uh, is terrifying. Oh, I way. love the trailer. Um, and I, I think I I maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I think the Martian has kind of put Ridley Scott back in stride after a couple of truly Exodus. terrible movies, Counselor and and Exodus and and whatnot. <laughs> He's always been a director that has pretty awesome. big peaks and valleys. Yep. Um, so hopefully we're on a peak. Streak not, shooter not going the other direction, but um, it was interesting reading back about this one because at you know, at this point Ridley Scott was not unknown, but certainly not a name. And I always, that's always interesting to me to look at the kind of the hindsight of like what we know that he became as a director versus what, you know, how much they had to fight Walter Hill. I think Walter Hill is the producer and had to fight really hard to get Ridley Scott on board. And um, the way in which his particular what had he done before this the Duelists. okay and I think that's about it like he had some like made for TV movie kind of stuff gotcha um, but very very small scale comparatively um, and then for this movie I I think the original budget was like four million dollars and they were stuck in some kind of production issue and in the meantime basically what happened is he got bored and storyboarded the movie. And sent it off to 20th Century Fox, and they doubled the budget based on his storyboard. Just oh, well. like blown away by the look of the the movie, um, which you know, let them build better sets and and more in depth mm-hmm. sets, but also let them add the entire the. We need to talk about the ending of the movie, but that entire sequence uh, on the shuttle with uh, with Ripley and uh, and the Xenomorph is. Was an addition to the script and, and oh, wow. was part of the the doubling of the budget. Yeah, how do you feel about the end? I think it's I think it's perfect. I think it's one of the greatest. We're watching right now the Xenomorph bust out of John Hurt's body, which is horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Um, and none the people in the scene didn't know what was going to happen. Really? So there oh, was really? there was an element of like something something terrible is going to happen, but we don't know what. So like when you see the the blood stuff splatter across them that was uh, they were not aware that that was coming I'm going to have
0: to watch the uh, special features in this one Yeah this, was, this, this is this we'll is a movie done.
2: that's so worth any you know any reading or or documentary or whatever that you can pick, get on it is so good Um I think the ending kit is is perfect and it, it makes is. it It uh, is It's so creative in what she has to do Yeah yeah. You know. And it boy it just adds to the you know this movie is already an A or an A+ plus, and then you get this this topper the way that you know when she sees the alien for the first the xenomorph and freaks out but then the way that the xenomorph kind of like unfurls its body to get out of <laughs> the cabinet <laughs> basically Ugh. is so creepy and uh and disturbing and it boy it it works it works so well, yeah. And I think I think it just takes the movie to a whole other level, and it was already very, very high uh, for for me at least. Something that it's always creepy to me too is uh, is
0: the cat like comes face to face with the xenomorph like through the glass, and the cat's not even like reacting. That's so creepy <laughs> to me. Yeah. Like it's totally fine with this giant yeah. alien yeah. like roaming around. Like oh, right. we're cool. It's another another one of but um, the sets are great. They're great even in distress. They fill them with smoke. They got the lights going off. The alarms are everywhere. You know, this is kind of strobing gosh, to a certain extent, so you never know where something's going to pop gosh. out or jump it, at it's you. It's just
2: amazing to me. This movie's 40 years old, and it looks better than almost anything that will be yeah. put out in 2017. Like, gosh. We the just, hair,
0: though. Mm. The hair is a killer. It's It sets yeah. it back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. They should have just gone with buzz cuts for everybody just to be safe. Buzzcut never goes out of style. <laughs> but, yeah, it is well, cool. You're
1: rocking one right now.
0: It is, yeah. It is cool how they, how, like, she gets rid of the alien, though.
2: Oh, uh-huh. you know? that's
1: super clever. Because at that point, when you see it the first time, the alien is set up is so unkillable. Yeah, yeah. And un- you really do want, like, a lot of times in these kind of creature movies, you don't know. But uh, but you kind of know how they're going to get rid of it. But this, you literally have no idea what she's what she going to do, what she's going to do. And, uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, they also didn't they didn't have a lot of movement with
2: the creature itself. Like right. they knew
0: what it was gonna look like, but they didn't really know how it was supposed to move. I yeah. they really fleshed that out in the next couple of yes. movies though. Yes.
2: The xenomorphs definitely take off as the, the movies go. Um, but this is to me, this is kind of the gold standard of how you create this vision. I think the new the right. new one Execute. is gonna give us the
0: aliens that we've always wanted. Sure. The Alien Covenant will give us what we've always wanted to see out of the
2: aliens themselves. Yeah. I don't know that they're ever going to be creepier than this, though. No, I agree. it's 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 the the same with like it's the unknown. Yeah, it's the same as like with the shark in Jaws. Yeah. It's like that movie is so much better for not being able to show mm-hmm. the entire shark. Like it just, it adds to your, the creepy. But factor, the reason for that was, brain, Brian, I know.
0: Cause the shark, because was, the shark looked bad. Right, I know this doesn't look bad. I want to see
2: more of it. I know, think that, the <laughs> only time in the movie that the alien, that the xenomorph doesn't look awesome is when it's hanging out of the airlock door, basically. Yeah. And that, at that point it does kind of look like a person in a suit as compared to this horrifying outlandish being, you know? Um, and, and that's you know it's not bad by any means but it just I think that's the the only I think they knew from what I can see, from what I can gather really got new if we focus too much if we get too panned out on uh on the alien itself it's going to lose the effect and uh-huh. and I think because of that it man it works so well it's just so creepy so creepy I think it's I think it's such a cool looking alien I could have used yeah. it more
0: I could have I could have been way more alien in the alien movie but i understand and it works for what it does but um i like the, they also had to throw the line in there let's get on the escape pods now and they said there's not room for all of us right that's all i had yeah. to say yeah sorry only a few of us will survive we're trying to all survive this mm-hmm. thing you know well, once it gets down to the amount of people that right. uh we need then it um then of course ridley ripley escapes Man, yeah, this does look as good as anything, especially the res- the restoration. So, again, like I said, watch the Blu-ray restored version of this. Revisit it. It's one you're going to want to do before this summer. I'm sure Covenant will do well Yeah, box yeah. office-wise. There's a lot of interest from it. People do – seems like a perfect time for Alien right now, oddly. you know, yep. It's like a perfect time in pop culture zeitgeist for Alien to be coming back and for it to work. So we'll see. I don't know if – you think Ripley will have a – no, it's a prequel. Never mind. Yeah. It's pretty. I was like, do you think Ripley will have a cameo or anything like that? I don't know. Probably don't know. not, but Probably not. maybe young Ripley?
2: I'm sure there will be tons <laughs> of Easter eggs that we can go back and dig into. It's we'll a- be talking. We'll do an episode on it. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to rank this an A. Really like this, and um, maybe at a later date we'll talk about the rest. Where are you going to uh, rank Rank this, Brian.
2: Uh, this is a plus for me. A plus plus. This is this is sci-fi royalty. This is one of the best. I, I think this is a perfect movie. Um, whatever its you know perfect scale would be, whether it's a ten or a nine point nine, it 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 nails that all the way through. So great for me, Richard. How about I'm you?
1: gonna go a minus just because it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Anything that scares out. Yeah. How
0: does the xenomorph grow so fast? How does it know. become? Because it's the perfect the thing. little little fetus to giant alien in a couple minutes, it seems like. That's, yeah. great. That's weird. It's
2: the perfect alien.
0: Perfect yeah. uh, species. Yep. We all just need a cat to keep us company. <laughs> we'll all be fine.
2: Where is your cat?
0: I don't know. Probably alien keeping a xenomorphs away. <laughs> okay. So, uh, where can we find you online, Brian?
2: You can find me on the Twitter at BeGill12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we find you?
1: You can find me at... Uh, Richard Barton on all the social media you got there in the Mad About Movies podcast website. Kent, working, I find you.
0: Online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Kent Garrison on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. And uh, if you like what you hear, leave us five stars on iTunes. Please subscribe, come back for more, and we'll be giving you more. But until then, we'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Hey,
1: baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrams